Hello there. Welcome back to the Rolling in the Deep podcast. This is going to be episode two of Parenting a Child with Trauma. This was kind of a longer topic, um, having to get you through the story of how we got here and kind of what it looks like. And so we are just going to go ahead and dive in. And also this weird twist of like from an outsider looking in, right? Like the judgment that you get when we're at, like, we're just going to use both my kids play hockey. Like you're at the hockey rink, right? And there's all these parents around. And for whatever reason, his brain trips into like a feeling of uncertainty. Maybe it's just as simple as he didn't have a good practice and he can't wrap his brain around why, you know, and he just feels out of control in that moment and starts raging. Like he might throw a bag at you. He might call you. I mean, like we might say some horrible words here that like, Again, I don't agree with Flynn saying these words in any way, shape, or form, but like he calls, he calls you a, he, I mean, what are some of the other things? Yeah, he calls people. I mean, like, I don't even know where these things come from and like not what he's hearing at home. Like, I just want to make that clear as well. I'm sure to someone like looking from the outside in, it looks really horrible and their instinct is to like jump in. Like, sure. and try to remedy the situation. He, so, like, you're at the hockey rink, yeah. he's raging, yeah. and potentially, like, another per- parent yeah. is trying to, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it happens. because Why? Because they're like... Because it's their instinct. Yeah, yeah, this is out of control. How can this kid act like this? He needs to be punished, right? Like, he needs a consequence. Like, that is our logical brain telling us he's behaving bad. He needs a consequence. And the hard part about it is that uh, that don't work. Like, I just want to be the first to throw that out there. There is nothing about it that works at all. Like, take away his phone. He don't care. Have you ever seen a consequence that has worked? Not with Flynn. No. So, you know, we went through the process of going to a therapist at first. Flynn Flynn went fairly willingly for a, a little while. The other component to this is it's really hard because the therapist we were working with at the time also felt it was important if he didn't want to be there, they weren't going to make progress. Right. And he continued to feel that it was like a punishment to have mm-hmm. to go to therapy, like something was wrong with him. And yeah. that actually made him feel more uncertain, which made him rage more. Like something's wrong with me, so this is why I have to go to therapy. And that did not bode well. Yeah. So then we started trying to go. Like how can we parent this child? How can we help him? How can we meet him with what his needs are? And like ultimately at the end of the day, it's just really freaking difficult because I don't, I, I don't know how to parent him. You can say you don't know how to parent him, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Absolutely. We can't agree on how to parent him. Like it's really hard. Like we get frustrated with each other because it's like I don't see value in giving him consequences in these moments of rage because I know they do absolutely nothing. And half the time he doesn't even remember mm-hmm. what he's doing. But yeah, our logical brain tells us it's so unacceptable what he said to us that he needs consequences for his behavior. So like we, we get into arguments about that because it's really tough. And like I just see this kid that's hurting mm-hmm. and he's your child. So you're like, you feel responsible for it. But like back to the situation of like an outsider looking in on it, you know, they want the same thing. Like, so they want you to give them consequences and like, they'll say things to him. Like you need to do this or I'm going to, your mom needs to take away your phone or, um, you need to, you know, spank his ass or Mm -hmm. ground him or whatever. And, 
And I've gotten to the point where now I'm just blatantly candid about it. I'll be like, look, like lucky you that you don't, you're, you might not be dealing and you may be dealing with it, but don't even know with a kid that has a mental health issue. And that's the only way that I can really look at this. So like, please stay in your lane because I'm doing the best I freaking can. It's not like I am out there with the intentions of just like letting him rage out all the time. Like I, by all means, like, listen, if I could fix this, I, we would be on it. Like I would do anything. Like I would give the end of the world, any dollar cent, anything I could do to help him process and fix it. The problem is, is like, I think it's real tricky. Real tricky. Like with PTSD specifically, I feel like you see all these veterans that have it and like a lot of it just ends very tragically. Very. Yeah. Because it seems very uncontrollable. Like there's not like a great medication for it. They end up treating the symptoms (coughs) of it because they get depressed or they get, you know... I don't know, anxious, whatever. Self-medicating. A lot of times there's self-medication involved. Which is a fear of mine. I mean, he's young. He's a young child. Like, I don't want him to have to grow up and feel the need to self-medicate. For Drew, like, for you, it's got to be an interesting scenario because your relationship with Flynn kind of went from being, like, you were this idolized sort of figure in his life, this, like, little boy love, and all of a sudden, like, you're a mass scapegoat. Because mm-hmm. actually, Drew is probably the father figure that Flynn has had. Yes. So I should. If we're looking at a time frame, yeah, you know, because Flynn was three mm-hmm. when we met, and he pretty much instantly took to you. Mm-hmm. You guys would pay, play bear hunter. Remember that mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. In fact, he chewed a chicken nugget into a gun and shot Drew with it the day he met him, <laughs> and I think that was a real sign of love. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. That's <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> it was good times. But yeah, so he was only three years old. Right? So he must have, Drew must have done a ton of what I would say kind of like maybe kid coverage, especially of Flynn, <laughs> in, when you guys started dating and they're on, oh, right? Yeah. I mean. 100%. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I kind of, I don't want to say sheltered you from it, but like I didn't make it your responsibility. Yeah, that's correct. But you did do quite a bit of it, like on your own, and you spent. Right, a lot I feel of time like I can him. see Drew kind of moving yeah. into it. Yeah. As you guys got more serious, and mm-hmm. then I really threw it into you, and you got you married me, and I was like, oh, game over. Can't have a manny <laughs> anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're home. Like, it's kind of weird if I have to have my manny over. Because so. <laughs> we had a man nanny. nanny. His name was Bruce. We could do a whole episode on Bruce. Maybe someday he will be a guest, actually. We could maybe have him a a guest. He will bring lots of maps. (laughs) And things Of original Little Falls. Chief hole in the day. (laughs) But you became Flynn's sort of like whipping post. How many times? After the... After. after, I mean, such a shift in... (gasps) Massive shift. Your guys' relationship. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times a day do you think he verbally assaults you? Oh... In just one day. Just one day. Just one day? Yeah. I mean, at least five times. So it pretty much starts from when you wake up. Definitely when, starts when, from when you wake up. It's pretty bad when I wake him up for school. Because he's not a morning person. He's right? not a morning person. And you're wake-up duty. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets that from me. We're not going to lie. But neither <laughs> Flynn and I are creatures of the morning. We are creatures of the night. <laughs> And he does not like the mornings, and you take a mass beating in the morning, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So that might, like, on a given morning, look or sound like what? Oh. Just be honest. Oh, I mean, 
Okay. Your if he really gets pissed off, if he gets into it with his brother, then we're at the edge of he's trying to mock like he's throwing punches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. C- crying fits, breakdowns. Hates us. Hates us. Doesn't want to go to school. Yep. The not going to school is a big one. Mm-hmm. Really hard. School gives him anxiety. There's no doubt about it. That he really has a struggle with, I don't know if it's the environment of school. I don't know if it's the... The physical layout, like the building, the group of people. I think it's the group of people and the socialness. He's, he's a loner. He's a loner. But I don't know that he was like sought out to be a loner before this. Right. Like that was a shift in his personality as well. He prefers to be home. The home thing's a real problem. So we moved. Like, let's put that out there. We moved. We made a big move. So we moved out of the area. It wasn't a planned thing by any means, but we found a place that felt safe and good. Mm-hmm. Little burb in the front, a couple cops in the neighborhood, some nature in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it checked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. It helped. Yeah, but it wasn't the... Uh... It wasn't the end-all be-all. Nope. He still felt pretty unsafe. Yeah. In fact, like the noises in our old house definitely were disturbances for him. So that helped immediately. Like these were new noises. But like the steps, the microwave, the door at our old house were all very triggering for him. But this house, he's better. But now he won't leave home. (laughs) Like, and this is a problem. We cannot sleep other places very Mm -hmm. easily at all. And it's a complete nightmare in fact he plays hockey like i said he travels to hotels i've had to drive down dang near in the middle of the night to bring him a blanket in the middle of the night because he will not sleep i have to lay with him i'd say five out of seven nights Mm -hmm. in the week just until he falls asleep until i can get out of his bed so definitely like a crazy shift in who he was and like how And it's been hard on us, too, I feel like, our relationship, trying to parent a child with trauma because... Majorly. You don't know what you're doing, and you feel like there should be an answer, there should be a fix, there should be a punishment, there should be a consequence. I mean, there's times, like, let's just be honest, Drew looks at me and he's like, he's a f***. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not something you want to hear about your child. Because then it's like, um, that is my child. You don't get to say that, you know? But then I can look at it back and, like, look from the outside and be like, yeah, you know? But I don't think he gets it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a crazy experience. Mm -hmm. Do you have value add to this? I don't know. It's just, like, constantly trying to maybe change your reaction towards him when he's in that mood to see what kind of... If you can detour the mood at all. Yeah, if you can Mm -hmm. detour it. And sometimes it's like, oh, that worked. Yeah. Like, he didn't continue down range mode. And then you'll try that again. And... Don't work that time. No, no avail. So then you feel like, well, I don't know what to do. That's that's a lot of I don't know what to do. There was a night, like, it wasn't that terribly long ago, where... What was I doing? Do you remember this, like... He, I wasn't home for some reason. Like, I was coming home later. We had something going on. 
and I got home super, not late. super late, but he had been calling me in the car. And I was on a call, I think. He was in one of those moods where he just wanted his mom and he wanted his mom right now. Yeah. And I didn't answer the phone for whatever reason. I was on a call, I think, with our... I do remember this, too. Yeah. I just can't place why we were late. Because we were. It was later. It was late. Yeah. Something was going on. But yes. And it was a work something, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And we had pre-prepared him for this. Yes. But for whatever reason, it got to about 8, 9 o'clock, and he was done with it. And my phone was ringing, and I am talking like it just rings, 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 rings. It is relentless. It's like but, the bad ex-boyfriend. Like really bad. Yeah. And it don't and it's stop. crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was, I was on a call, I think, with my IT person because we're building this new website, and I'm just trying to get through that call. And I can see him calling, but I also know that Drew is home, and I'm just thinking, like, I will be there in less than 30 minutes. You'll be okay. So I'm exiting on Benton Drive, which is about 10 minutes probably from our house. And I, I finally get out. I, I told the IT guy, I'm like, I got to go. Like, I think we hit 25 phone calls. Like, that's probably no joke. I'm like, I need to answer this. So I answer it. And the screaming coming through the phone was like unreal. And he screamed at me from the time I answered that phone until I pulled into the garage and then met me in the garage. And he was still screaming at me in the garage. And I just had to like shut the garage door because like I'm sure all the neighbors heard this at this point and like walk into the house with him and he still went on to scream at me. And at this point, I think he ended up like you were sleeping on the couch at this point and he woke you up and then he was still screaming at me. Like he had to like decompress this like entire wow. rage that had been happening since I like stopped answering the phone, like since I wouldn't answer the phone, wow. you know? Yes. He was visibly shaken up to the point where... Then after like calling me horrific names for like, I mean, this probably went on for an hour and a half, maybe even longer. Then looks at me and tells me I need to, to lay with him because he needs to go to sleep. And I am just like, okay. You know, I knew he just needed to get it out. I mean, there was not like, there was no clear, it was just like, I'm just going to listen and nod and like, yep, I am terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I am not home after 8.30 p.m. I mean, it was just like not even a late time, you guys. Like, But yes, this, this child, when his brain cannot process like what's happening, it's just so hard. And last year, we actually got to a point with him where we got called by the social worker because he was missing so much school. However, yes, behaviors never cross environments for this kid. Doesn't. Mm -hmm. Which is really an interesting twist. Yeah. He holds it. So at school, I mean, you've has he ever gotten mm -hmm. a call related to a behavior at school? No. Never. No. Right? I mean, not even like with other kids. Yeah. Right? Like calling somebody, uh, you know, you you just feel like he'd be so easily to be triggered by another kid in his class. Or Which like, I think he is. You know, so the fact that he, he never mm -hmm. tells anyone else. <laughs> the names he throws out at you guys is he, yeah. unreal. He saves it for when he's in the presence of a comfortable person. So I won't even say that it's just me or Drew. I'm going to throw it out that it's a comfortable person. Because your dad gets it sometimes, Generally, right? it's you. Because <laughs> you are probably the most readily available. Probably. And <laughs> for some reason, he really likes to call you names. Mm -hmm. A lot, yeah. Yeah, he can get my goat, and he likes seeing a reaction out of me. Where... Mm -hmm. He will keep it in for quite a bit with me because I think he's more edgy about making me upset. You know, he doesn't really want to upset me. 
So he keeps it in with me. But my dad is another comfortable person for him. And my, my dad will get it. Like, he, he gets it. Now, Grandpa's actually pretty good about meeting Flynn with love. So he really just like, oh, you know, buddy, like, Grandpa loves you. He's always telling him. And Flynn will swallow that down a little bit. And he it does tend to shake him out. Grandpa's method is consistent. It seems like for us, um, grandpa does a lot for Flynn. So I also feel like there's that realization, but you're right. It does not generally cross zones. We do not really get calls that are directed towards Flynn's behaviors. Now, last year we had like some incidences, I think within friend groups and different things within some hockey, but the reality is when we dug into it, it actually wasn't Flynn mm-hmm. like making bad behaviors or saying anything. Cause I thought, well, it surely could be, I had to do my own due diligence because listen, like if he's doing yeah. what he does at home, anywhere out in the public, right? but that was not the case. And again, in school, like testing scores off the charts, grades, mm. perfect. I mean, he's really good, but now his desire to want to go to school, like he, Real low. yeah, he, it's almost like he gets over rotted in like anxiety about it and then just like can't even function Mm -hmm. with his day and then once he gets set on a train of like my thoughts here like maybe it's very much like me but like that's the thought he's going to get to so like if his brain goes to like i'm not going to school today it's like he will make that come to fruition yeah as hard as he can even to Mm -hmm. the point where like he might be making himself puke Mm -hmm. so Cause like if he pukes, he can't go to school. Yep. We had that whole year where he was like puking in the garbage can. Remember, <laughs> like that too. Where I mean, I do think he actually had acid reflux. Like I want to throw that out mm-hmm. there, but he was really making a deal about it where he didn't want to go to school, and that's hard too. Cause like, how do you get this? Guy? I keep thinking to myself, like we have what six more years with him. Right. I do not know how we were going to get him to school for the next six years. It is such a challenge. Now sometimes he's legitimately sick. Right. Um, He does tend to be my one that's more prone to illness. But sometimes he just is, like, living in his own head and can't go. Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know, like, is it a disability? Right, right. I was told he should be on disability by a social worker, and it really pissed me off. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to be honest. It's like, my kid is not disabled. Maybe he is. You know, maybe maybe he is to a point. I don't know. Because, like, mental health problems are, it's no different than having a heart problem or, exactly you know and mm-hmm. he clearly can't control it i don't know mm-hmm. which is really sad from a stepfather perspective do you feel resentful sometimes no i don't really i don't feel resentful really because i tell you what <laughs> i would if I was you. <laughs> I for sure would. Well, Coming from a divorced person too with her own kids, like I can't imagine honestly having a partner and my own biological kids eating them alive verbally and sometimes physically. I would be like, what the f? And how do I make sure this guy does not run away as fast as possible? I don't know. I don't, I don't really feel resentful. I just feel like, I don't know, you know, we're not blood. It's what I well, see. Well, he makes that real clear I sometimes really in him, what he has to say to you. He also makes that yeah. real oh, clear. Oh, yeah, he does. So that's, I mean, he, his below-the-belt stories that you guys have told me are yeah. just, for you to just be like as laid back kind of about it and almost like 
a sense of unconditional love you have for him to just be like, yeah, this is fine. Holy shit. Well, it's definitely not fine. It's not fine. But it is what it is. It is what it is. There are times where like, and these cause fights between us because for some reason then I go into mama bear protective mode. So like, it's fine. I would would do that too. For me to be be upset about Flynn's behavior, like it's fine. But like, if Drew all of a sudden like looks at me and he's like, he is like, you know, mumble to me that he's like literally being like a little shit, you know, Mm -hmm. I go into like my own version of rage mode. (laughs) She does. I do. Andrew. And then it's like two against one, unfortunately, because then I'm like, come on, Flynn. <laughs> like, oh, that is real nasty. <laughs> Let's oh, God. go upstairs and lay down. <laughs> <laughs> My bed to your bed tonight, huh? Um, yes, that happens mm-hmm. often, too. You do get kicked out of the bedroom quite frequently. Oh, yeah, by Flynn. Yeah. Often. Often. He, like, literally yeah. physically. He wants to sleep with his mom. Pushes you out of the bed. <laughs> And sometimes you take that in stride, and other times. Sometimes it's nice because he's, you know, you're snoring. But then sometimes I just kind of want my own. Not have sleep apnea. They did test me for that. Drew brought it to my attention that I snore. (laughs) I don't think I do. The machine says no. Okay. But yes, you do get kicked out of bed. But I mean, do you feel sometimes like? Do you ever just sit down and think like, why am I doing this? Right. Like, um, hello. Uh, No. You just don't mind the constant verbal assaults. Right. Like, <laughs> it starts to mean nothing to you. Mm, that mm, is true. That I can see happening. You're desensitized. You do yes. desensitize to it. I will say that. Mm-hmm. That like, does make sense. I can honestly say that Remington has never sworn at me or in my presence, actually. He's almost 16. And he has never told me he hates me. I don't think he's ever really... Like gotten too mad at me. Like the mo- the most thing he's ever maybe said to me one time in a moment of emotion was that like I didn't make all his hockey games, and that really hurt my feelings <laughs> for him because like I was like oh no that's how he feels. Little did I know a couple years later we'd have like crazy Flynn mode raging out at us all the time. So it's totally different like theory on the two. Mm-hmm kids but so we are getting long to this episode we don't want to keep you guys dragging on to it forever the story took a while to tell we're gonna let drew go here and have some talk with summer about tips on you know parenting a trauma child talk about maybe what's going on in their brain a little bit follow it up with another episode so stay tuned <laughs>